1: every second
0: After all we promised we be
1: cordial Hi everyone, Kristen Snodder Walker here and we are doing our Be Awesome series with Dr. Christina Hallett. Christina, thank you again for coming back on.
2: Always. You know we look forward <laughs> to this because <laughs> there's yes. nothing better than celebrating <laughs> being awesome. Mm-hmm. That's
1: right, exactly, exactly. It's such a rush for me every week when I, or every other week when I um, look at my calendar. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I get to start my Monday with Christina Allen. So I know our listeners feel that way, too, because we get plenty of emails about that. And today we have a um, calling and friend of yours, Jen Edden, who is going to talk to us about life, without sugar and some other cool things as well jen thank you so much for coming on the show
3: (laughs) thank you i'm so excited to be here as christina knows this is a passion of mine so yeah we need to do a whole
1: podcast (laughs) on life without sugar. <laughs> so, <laughs> And I love Christi- this book, Woman Unleashed. We got to hear about that too, because that's like, um, that's how I live my, my everyday life. So we'll get into that too. But Christina, go ahead. You were starting down a path.
2: Yeah. So Jen and I met last February in mm-hmm. New York City at an event that we were both at. We were seated right next to each other at a table. And you know, as you and I had, Kristen, with that immediate connection, and I feel like I say this about everybody, but you know, it's <laughs> true. That's because the people I talk to were all the people I had an immediate connection with. So Jen is yeah. yet another of these... Fabulous human beings we hit it off right away. Uh, We were together for a couple days It was fantastic and then following that uh, Jen has also been involved in the New York City speaker salon both in the spring which I was in and then in the fall and we just wound that up with a phenomenal speaker salon showcase Uh, completely put on by the amazing Tricia Brock, who at some point is going to come on the show as well. Super awesome. Um, But Uh, I've had the privilege of hearing Jen therefore speak both in a group, a workshop where we're all together, and speaking on stage in New York City two different times. And I know you're just going to love the things that she has to say and her message. Jen's energy is amazing. She's super passionate uh, about everything, but just about living her life and then sharing all of this information with everybody else. So Jen, thanks so much for coming on. You are totally part of be awesome.
3: Oh, Christina. So Ditto to everything Christina said. It was magic, <laughs> but also we're a reflection of each other, you know? So Christina is so passionate about right getting this word out about loving yourself really, right and being your best version of yourself. And mm-hmm. I'm the same. I just love to do it without as much sugar in your diet. Given that I'm a recovering <laughs> addict, pretty much my whole life, as Christina knows. So that is where my mission came from, to just spread this this message. So the, the sugar
1: piece. Um, okay and I love what your tagline is a fresh so Ed and coaching a fresh perspective on life food and business so I love that and then we have to talk about this book woman unleashed it says a highly sensitive woman's guide to radiant energy and unstoppable confidence when did you write the book Uh, why did you write it
3: what is it about I love that so I'm 15 years into running my business and 10 years. in. for those who get this, just intuitively, I knew something needed to be birthed, especially those who are moms who are listening. Like I've got three kids at the 10 year mark, uh, done having kids and was like, I need to birth something. And um, I birthed this book. three wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, I wanted all three and just like I wanted this book. And so a friend came to me. He had this program, you speak it, we write it. They only publish books that matter. I was really turned on by that and I was ready to write a book. And it's basically how I live my life. Like Christina said, I'm high energy. And like, I don't drink caffeine and there's no judgment on that. But when you have this natural stuff like energy and confidence can definitely be worked on, but I kind of always been this confident little kid. I needed to get the message out to a broader audience. So the book pretty much wrote itself after 10 years. And you know what, after doing the work so long, when you say the same things to so many women, you're just like, hmm, maybe I should write this down. And so like, (laughs) it's just five chapters, but chapter by chapter, it's pretty much based on my tagline. It talks about business. It talks about life. Um, Definitely food, right? There's a 21-day plan in there that talks about how to kick and manage sugar. And while I love that I'm considered like the sugar addiction expert, or at least that's what I call myself <sighs> ah, Sugar isn't everything. And I have three kids. So for me, it's about when it's calling you from the cabinet, here's how to not have it call you. But if you want it, you can have it, but just do it guilt free. So that's the, <laughs> that's the beauty of the work I do. You know, it, it's when you don't want it that people come see me that women are so frustrated, right? We like to, control everything in our lives for the most part but when you can't control this one no i love (laughs) you right and so i just teach you about it it's a slippery slope it's as addictive as you know cocaine it truly is or smoking cigarettes or for those who have alcohol problems and or challenges and and just sugar is not quite as socially acceptable of a problem it's more why aren't you having it versus people who know me you know, just no I I only have it on occasion and just for a party. It's not something that's in every day like a piece of fruit because it's addictive. Right and exactly. I make it socially acceptable not to eat it. How about that?
1: <laughs> oh, I like that. I, and and that's hard because it is in everything. You think, Oh, well I don't I don't eat sugar, but I do love my red wine. Well guess what? It's in your red wine too. Oh, I, I love mean you. you don't even <laughs> You don't even realize how much it's everywhere, yeah. and I'll say this very quickly and then I'll be quiet, but i, I I've been eating really healthy and really clean for a long time, and I had this misconception that, oh well, then I can go ahead every so often and eat this high sugar thing, and it won't have a negative as negative an impact on me because I haven't <laughs> been eating sugar forever, and that's not true like yeah. i I've done that, and then I immediately crash because my body is like, what are you, this is not okay. We're, it's so clean in here. What did you just dump into your system? So you are now gonna take a nap and feel awful for the rest of the day. So oh, no, it's kind Kristen. of a fascinating thing when you get away from it and come back and you're like, yeah, it's not ever good to go there. Wow. So you're and,
2: toxic waste in oh. your system, Kristen. That's beautiful.
3: And I love mm. that Kristen, you <laughs> notice it that clearly um, and yeah. there's still no judgment oh, yeah. for yeah. those who listen. You can still be awesome, and yeah, I love it. Be awesome, best, and um, <laughs> experiment. you know what I mean? I feel like you're at a different stage of, like, your life, right, of your book, and for those, they don't quite get there the way you did. That's phenomenal, and there's still no judgment. It's like everyone's on their own journey, but it's when yeah. you don't feel well, and, you know, you're on meds or, or you want to get off meds or – you know you want to look and feel better, but you don't know how to get there. It's pretty much always start with the diet. And um, and then we work on the other pieces. But food is medicine. It's just the truth. And when I really got that, God, my body healed from gastritis and anxiety and bouts yeah. of depression as a kid. And just so much heals. And we're just not taught that. That's not taught. And I teach it. And, uh, Yeah. You you know you learn to yeah. take care of yourself and chapter one of my book right. know thyself know thy worth oh my gosh right oh yeah that's you a whole out. Show. absolutely
1: yeah. yeah oh my right. gosh
3: truth <laughs> truth
1: the highly sensitive part like what is your descriptor of what that means because there's a I'll, let me do a disclaimer on that mm. we do a show and it's the most popular by far series on my show called um, Empowered Empaths. And Uh, I got a lot of grief recently from somebody who hates that term. And I finally figured out later, well, because they're not highly empathic and understand what it's like. Yeah. You you don't understand what it's like to live that way. And it's not a weakness. It's a strength and highly empathic also means highly sensitive, but I want to hear from you. Like what's your
3: um, definition of what Uh, highly sensitive means? Okay, I love that. So it's we're not a, so a lot of the women that come see me just so that it resonates, right? Professionals, successful, running around, running their life. It works. May or may not have a family. May or not. May or may not have a partner. But right for the most part, their their life is is working. I love that, right? So it's working. But there's this other piece. I almost call it their secret life <laughs> until we start to reveal it together right where right. they're impacted by being in a room with others not bad or good but they're impacted and they don't know why their hands are in the chip bowl at a party or why they said one glass of wine but they feel this urge for three or they've had a long day and maybe their Bottle. spouse yeah and right and their spouse <laughs> male or female no gender here um can eat a cookie or two <clears throat> my husband and I'm eating 12 and um, can't brush off my day the way others can and almost can feel other people's feelings, but not even really sure. And it's, so it's this sensitivity we have, we're affected by the cycles of the moon, but maybe we're not linking that together with where we're at or for women who are listening period time, they know the week leading up to their period. There's a a sensitiveness um we we have terms for it that i don't enjoy in this country but for me i call it the highly sensitive period for women it has nothing to do with pms it's it's actually right before this might be tmi but maybe not right before a woman okay right before a woman bleeds right before right what after they ovulate it's a highly sensitive time i teach my women that is when you notice everything when you you need to go inward and and most shit pisses us off because we're so in tune. Tentacles are out and we're feeling. And I tell women that's not the week to implement or get bitchy, it's the week to take notes. <laughs> you allow yourself the week of the period, right? To allow yeah. feelings to keep coming up and you are to take action when the wall literally starts to build back up in the body, right? So. Lining breaks down and then you bleed and then builds back up. That is the week to take action. You are most strongest the week after your period. And oh, so fascinating. Yeah. And so, like highly sensitive women are aware of that. They're just never taught this concept. And there are other women, it's fine. They just barrel through, maybe don't notice, don't care to notice. That's okay. But it's the women who have what I have and what, you know, you, what I know the two of you have is the sensitivity. We are to use it and and know when to go inward and when to just come out and just barrel through the world and and get shit done. And it's a beautiful thing. So women who hear that and go, oh my God, that's me. Or they were called crybabies as a kid. I mean, I got called that. My book is loaded with all these, these thoughts that people throw on us because they don't know I was probably feeling the emotions of someone else and not realizing it. And so we shed through tears. I always say let emotions come up so food and sugar and wine doesn't go down. And a highly sensitive woman will really get that. So, you know, yeah. Jen, I love that you just said that. And I have to
2: tell you, because we're all about apparently self-disclosure on this show.
3: (laughs) 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 You knew me coming in. I wasn't going to hold back. Yeah.
2: So let me, I want to tell you a couple things. One, um, for anyone who remembers the original Lost, uh, not Lost in Space, um, uh, Mm. Star Trek, there Mm. was the uh, woman on the show who was an empath. So early, early on in my life, I'm like, oh my God. That's what I feel like. And when I started my psychology career, I used to describe it as I felt like I was a big sponge. So everybody would come into session and like they'd they'd let out all of their stuff. I'd soak it all up, which was Fabulous because I could tell what they were feeling even when they weren't using words to convey that. But then they'd leave being like, Oh, I feel so much better. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so heavy. Like, how do I stop sponging it up? And I, I did come up with a whole sort of some kind of weird uh, reverse semi permeable membrane way to think about it. But the other thing I wanna say, when you talk about this crybaby thing, so here's the disclosure. I am the like literally cry at anything person. Mm -hmm. So there used to be a radio commercial that had to do with, uh, I think it was AT&T. And in one of them, there was this girl who is reuniting with her father, right? So she calls and it's literally, it's a commercial. And so you hear her on the phone saying, daddy cry every time seriously like so my daughter and i went to see confessions of a shopaholic and of course i cried because they're like in the middle because there's a scene where something doesn't go right and we left and she's like seriously mom seriously you cried at confessions of a shop it's a comedy i'm like i know but it was very moving so mm-hmm. one of the strategies that I use is that there are certain dramas and things like that that I just don't watch because yes. I know that I am highly sensitive, that like particularly the movie theater is tough because it's surround sound and huge. And so mm-hmm. the emotions are from other people, even on the screen um, are can be overwhelming. And so I work to sort of say, hmm, okay, maybe I'll do this, maybe I won't do that. But none of that is about being a cry baby, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that's one of the things that we've really got to combat. This is about owning, like, yeah, it is awesome to be empathic and sensitive and to really be able to pick up on what's going on, but we've got to manage it so it doesn't take over.
3: Ah, Yes, and it's one of those things to teach the children, the younger generations, because I have three kids, and and teaching them to be okay with what's coming up. I mean, quickest way to kill a kid's confidence is to call them, write these names, and all this other stuff. That right, I had to oh undo dear. to get yeah. to where I am, so that I can now use these gifts to help other women heal. You know, my gifts are are what actually helps other women now. But I 100% agree with you. It's really just oh my gosh, understanding yourself. Chapter one of my book: Know thyself, know thy worth. Ah. Everyone yep. should just read chapter one, right? You know yourself, you know your worth. You don't know yourself, you start believing what other people are, right? Their judgment or is what's putting on you, and it's really hard to be your awesome self when you don't know who you are. So step one is right, yeah. figuring out who you are. Love.
1: Absolutely. Agreed. Where do you agreed. Where do you think, Jen, you got? You know, you you went into the addiction part like what age and what, what were catalysts for
3: that? How, how did that,
1: you know, Since happen for you?
3: Yeah. So what I find is, um, well, I'll just say to answer your question. Um, when I was a kid, I could just eat so much sugar and, and not that other people around me weren't, But I found that, like, I never, quote, unquote, outgrew it. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. I was in high school still eating. I mean, Christina knows the stories. Rows of Oreo cookies. It just felt abnormal to me because Mm -hmm. I literally couldn't stop. I'd be at school, like, fixated. And I knew it was a problem, but I didn't know. I just thought, oh, look, I just want to have it. And that's something else that I teach is, That's not a a quote-unquote normal thought. That's an addictive brain. You know what I mean? It's one thing like my husband to eat two cookies and move on or eat five chips and the bag goes stale. But anything that used to open in our house, it'd be finished. And that's because I call it the addictive brain. I have a lot of addiction in my family. So anyone listening who kind of feels that same out-of-controlness, you know, just know it's not bad or good. But that, right, there's something there that just needs to be looked at. And, and so I continued that behavior in college. I would keep um, <laughs> Pillsbury's um, frosting in my fridge so I could just take a hit or two at night before bed and just, you know, have a little frosting. No cake. just a little frosting. Isn't, isn't that what everybody does in college? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I could literally keep going. And it wasn't until... Diagnosed with gastritis. I mean, there are there are definitely a lot of things that led up to it. But can we go there when I share that I survived a near-death gas explosion? Um, literally. <laughs> Please, in, yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> my late twenties.
2: Yeah, not where, real not actual gas, right? Not gastrointestinal.
3: <laughs> no. Yeah, house explosion where I had been on the journey of healing myself of gastritis, which I thought was phenomenal to do without any training. And then I decided when I lived just four months after being married, I literally lived through called a tragedy, called a wake up call. I decided I needed to get certified as an integrative health coach and like teach others, you know, in a more systematic way, like how I healed myself and, I don't want to say stop the addiction because I feel like it's always there, but I learned to manage it. So it didn't take over my life and definitely didn't take over my health. And, um, right. So it was like a step-by-step process, but it's, it's possible. It's, I have an interesting life. I do.
0: And also MyGenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. And lastly, copenotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them
1: as they support us. Back to the show. What about people? And I know, like, we'll use my family as an example. All the women in my family, um, generations of women, we carry the emotional weight of every other generation before us and the current one and the emotional weight of, you know, of everyone around us. A bunch of empaths, but severe abuse of all different kinds. Yeah. and um that weight stuff that happens is uh it's it's interesting because like right now um i uh live alone for the first time in my entire life and i'm not doing any exercise right now i'm, I'm i was and then uh just haven't for a little bit and i'll get back to it but it's interesting how i'm losing weight Still, And I know why. I'm the only emotions that run through this house on a regular basis are mine. Yes. And I don't carry the weight of everybody else. I'm really good about, you know what, when my door shuts, and I walk back into this house, those whatever emotions don't belong to me to go boop, and fall on the other side of the door. And it's fascinating how real that is when it comes to um, where we put on weight and we, and weight is utilized as a barrier, a protector, a buffer, um, all of those things. And that you can actually, it can actually not have everything to do with food. It literally can just be emotional
3: baggage. Yeah, we can go there. Why not? Um, (laughs) so right. So there's the food, food piece, and then there's this mm-hmm. emotional piece. I, I just want to say for those listening, like, wow, she's she's right. It, it, it's um, it's possible to have a family and have that that dynamic of all different emotions. Right. I have a boy and two girls and a husband and two male cats. So, you know, there's a lot coming at us all the time and you can still manage it and quote unquote feel normal. So I just want to just throw that Hmm. blanket over it and although I do want your address because I want to come over (laughs) I want to be able to (laughs) shut that door and just hang out with you but um I will say for someone who's at a great weight for me I'm addicted actually to feeling good so for me it just what works like I exercise on a regular basis but like you said you'll get back to it at the time is right for me it's part of my survival and ability to thrive but I just want to say for women or men, you know, listening, noticing is always step one to change. So you can't change something you don't see. So even someone who's listening and going, oh my gosh, is that why that extra 10 or that extra 50 pounds or 30 stays on? It's just noticing that you could be carrying this emotional weight is, is step one. And then Christina mentioned it a little bit and we could totally go there. But being able to maybe block it or shield it or knowing what's yours and what's not. And for sure, having release mechanisms I've got, as you can imagine with two girls and a boy under 10 years old in my house and not to toot my own horn, but to say I'm in the best shape of my life. I carry six pack abs most days, meaning like I'm fit. (laughs) Um, It's because I have, release mechanisms in place all the time so that as it comes in i can let it go right because as empaths we so easy for us to channel it yeah or to take it in so i'm able to like let it come in and go out and when it starts to get stuck i have um people in my life healers right who help me release it so we don't have to do it all on our own but step one is just noticing that that is very new for a lot of people that they carry these emotions. And for sure, how sh- sugar at night is emotional. But yeah, go ahead. For sure. Yeah. Okay. How do you you know, there? it's
1: an interesting way to move through the world, especially in today's times um, as, as a woman who is really sensitive. And there's so much out there about what, uh, what our looks mean, that you're less than or you're out of con- an out of control person if you carry extra weight. And there's all this stuff um, that goes on. And uh, it's fascinating to me to watch more and more women now, in, at least in my circles, where that just isn't even an issue. Like, you don't even look at that. some It's not my business. It it is not a representation of who that woman is that walks in the door, whether she's thin, medium, right. or I don't even let say overweight because that's putting a judgment. So Thank you. thin, um, uh, whatever you know, isn't yeah, thin, well, and then an ideal, a larger
3: person. Yeah, and let's yeah. Say, add an ideal weight for that person, an ideal right. look for them. Um, I love that people always will ask me because so they're quick to judge that I'm obsessed so I get the other end right quick to judge believe it or not you can be judged either way right you must be obsessed you must eat no sugar you you must over exercise and I'm like okay whoa 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 the reason why my body looks this way is because it's a reflection of how good my mind is (laughs) and because I'm addicted to feeling good my body is just a reflection of that, and that is literally and and that, that, and go, that your journey oh. is is
1: different from other people's. It doesn't mean that that' it's like you're saying is what I get from your saying, what you're saying. that your body is a reflection of what's going on with you, and that's your journey. Someone Correct. else who has a different body, their body may not be the same kind of reflection because it could mean so many other things depending on our experiences. And I think what's so great about not bringing this judgment towards what we look like is that letting go of, Oh, this person is better than I am or they figured out something out. They figured something out. I haven't, or they're more have more stamina or whatever, because Uh their outsides look a certain way. And if you, turn that around and go, no, that's that person and I'm me and my journey is what it needs to be for me. It takes all this compare
3: stuff and like
1: throws it out into the garbage can.
3: I love that. Yes. And I find that it's a societal thing that, Mm -hmm. you know, diet companies, exercise companies, even my, my current gym, I'm like waiting to get my hooks in them, you know, (laughs) where (laughs) <laughs> but they pick women or men or people against each other or this, even this ideal look. I've literally gone in and, and beat them up in a really good way. Like look at the model you have. Every time I walk out the door, I said, I eat clean. I feel great. And I'll never look like that. And because you have that, that, model wearing those clothes that are the name of our gym. I said, you're, you're psychologically, you're, you're putting that in women's minds that that's what we should look like. And they said, no, no, no. Right. And I said, yes, yes, yes. I could never mm-hmm. look that way if I wanted. And you just need to know that that's what you No no, no, It was to save money. Or I'm like, no, no, no. There's no models that reflect what a woman really looks like, which is mm-hmm. I've got some hips. I've got some glutes. I've got some cellulite. My boobs are in a size C and my waist is in a 30. Like, no, what am I saying? Like 21, what they have. It's it's ridiculous. And I feel like the more we can just point that out, be comfortable in our own skin, um, not make it about anything other than how good we feel, I think we'll be able to drop this, this size thing, this number on the scale thing. Right. I mean, everyone that comes to my door, it's always... How good do you want to feel? And then the body will reflect that. It will over time. Right. As, but it's that your own journey, but it will reflect it the more you really heal yourself. It's the truth.
2: You know, Jen, you are uh, entirely correct uh, as well from a psychological perspective. Right. I mean, that, that's exactly it. And Kristen, I know that you've had uh, Dr. Ramani Dervasula on the show before. Right. And she her one of her first books which was phenomenal that came out in 2014, You Are Why You Eat, Change Your Food Attitude, Change Your Life, Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's all about, uh, Dr. Ramani is also a psychologist, (coughs) literally how understanding who you are and accepting who you are and using, my fave (laughs) self-compassion without comparison, really then puts you in a place where your body begins to reflect how you feel on the inside. But you know, I think Jen, your point about we've got to let go of comparison, because comparison is literally sort of the death of our own empathy. At the minute that we start Mm. comparing to somebody else and saying they're this, or they're that, that. Then we are like killing the empathy that we would have to ourselves. We're just smushing self-compassion into the ground, and then that sets up us up on this really negative pathway because no one can live up to a fictitious comparison because there's you can only and, be you. Oh,
1: you know, I, it's so true. To it on it's every so backpack. Subjective. Yeah. Yeah, it's so subjective too. I, I was sitting with a friend of mine who always has, um, when she is overly stressed and so on, she is a struggles to keep weight on where I have tended to be, well, not tended, I have been the, oh, I put on the weight. So we're just different ways in which we handle the same kind of stress. And we were sitting and talking and she said, but you're like your skin is so pretty Kristen. how do you get your and it made me stop and think we we always look at other people well not always but many of us look at other people and see what they have and and that's a reflection of what we think we don't have and mm. um it's hard to like get out of that loop that habit of mm. comparing 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 I and I said to her that. you know I, I thank you I appreciate that and you know what I don't Wearing makeup ever? I'm, I've taken a. I, I wore makeup forever, and I spent 300 days of the year uh, for the last three years on the road, and I had to wear makeup and eyelashes and nails and all this stuff. And I just took a year break. I'm st- I'm at towards the end of my year break of zero travel, so I don't do any of those things: nails, makeup, hair shaving none of those things i'm doing I and i'm doing it on purpose Gosh, because i'm like so i want to work from natural that machine yeah and, and it's like so here i am you have to debark my legs at this point and um and they'll get debarked at some point but right now mm-hmm. i'm like oh and what my friend sees is my skin it just it made it just made me kind of want to kind of laugh like it's mm. so subjective <laughs> it?
2: you know isn't that Like the whole curly hair, straight hair thing, right? Oh, yes, Yes. totally. You know, I mean, and and you think about that, like, seriously, curly hair, straight hair, whatever. But there's
3: (laughs) it, 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 yes, no, you know, what what it is a perm. So we could, us straight hairers, can have the curly. Yeah,
2: exactly. And so Jen and I were on a call earlier today, and the focus of the call. Uh, Really was on gratitude Mm. and being thankful. Mm. And Mm. you know how much I believe in the actual power of gratitude and the experience of gratitude. Mm. And, you know, we're also um, recording this prior to Thanksgiving. So it's in a very timely (laughs) (laughs) uh, position to be thinking about gratitude. And thankfulness, and so I thought perhaps it would be fun if we took a moment to sort of think about what are some of the things that we're grateful for that earlier ooh. in our lives we would have put ourselves down for.
3: Ooh, ooh, oh, let's go so there. Oh, me first. Go, Jen. Go for ooh, it. <laughs> ooh. See, and and can I just answer that? I promise, and just share because it's so important. I know Christina and Kristen, you'll love this. I I'm unteaching my children so fun social experiment with three kids. I'm unteaching them the stuff that we were taught growing up and I teach them to stay in their own lane and be mindful of what you're thinking and and I just constantly correct where their brains want to go to unwire right how we've been wired I'll speak for myself for 43 and seven eight years like i'm turning 44 next month right and like it's an unwiring that needs to happen for anyone who isn't a little kid living in my house right and so i'm (laughs) teaching them now that they i'm catching them catch themselves it's the coolest thing ever um so i just want to say that it's right it's just something that we were not taught right because the brain wants to go there so i'm I'm unteaching them and and to my daughter loves her brain, even though it thinks different than Luke and Sydney, that's my middle. And she's, you know, made fun of at school and other stuff and not quite spectrum-y, but I, I tell her, she goes, mom, you're right. Look how creative my brain is. So what if I don't know it's Monday and I'm literally still in my underwear and the bus is coming, but man, am I creative with daddy and we can fix anything together. And it's teaching kids that young, you know? So that they're not, right? She grows up thinking what's wrong with her brain. So for me, rolling into myself, my thighs are gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) They're not stick-like. They are full. And I mean, Christina can attest to this. And, And I can ski down a mountain and never break a bone. And they're just very muscular. So I love, love my legs for that. I love that I can walk in a room and I can immediately scan it and have such a sensitivity for the person that I can tell feels alone, that I will eventually work my way over there and just say something because as a kid, I was left alone a lot, not bad or good. And there was no one ever sensitive enough to just kind of like throw me some love. And I love Mm -hmm. that I can do that. I love that I can dry my hair in under four minutes because it's not super thick like the people I used to be jealous of where it takes them 30 minutes right. and I can do it in four and still look good. Nice. And I love that nice. my skin doesn't need anything because I don't put a lot of self-care into it. I get a lot of F-bombs dropped at me when women say, you don't what? You don't put cream on it? Mm-hmm. Now I started to, yeah. but I love that my skin holds up even though I don't do jack shit. Um, right. And I love that I come from kindness and generosity and, you know, as a kid, that was taken advantage of, but now I get to choose. But I love that that's my default, nice. generosity and Ooh. kindness. So I'm going to stop that's, there. I could keep going. Nice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Christina, this is a good one. This is a good exercise. So let's yeah, you're do... Right, Yours, and then I'll do mine, and then we'll we'll close the show. But this is, I think, for people to hear what we're declaring too. Mm, you know?
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um, I know I was so busy listening to Jen that I didn't think about mine. Um, love the things that you shared. Mm. So, uh, okay. So since uh, I was very young, people would, in a pretty dismissive way, call mm. me Pollyanna, and I love oh. that mm. because. I know that I'm not and yet I am. So as a I love yeah. that I'm a complex person who is yeah. extraordinarily grounded and reality-based but completely yeah. believes in and lives for hope and optimism and change and resilience. And you know, I sort of joke about this, but I really can't stay miserable for longer than about 48 hours because <sighs> it's just no fun. And so I am very, very grateful for that. And I am grateful for the experiences throughout my life when I really hit bottom so many times and crawled my way uh, back out of it. Or, Or also I'm really grateful for the times that I was knocked down and and just had to stay down for a little while before I could begin the crawling, to begin the walking, to begin the climbing, to begin the getting out, to begin the sort of Phoenix rise again, kind of thing. So I'm super grateful for all of that. And I'm really grateful that I can sense pretty much what anyone's feeling at any moment in time, um, even when they completely lie to my face and tell me, no, that's not true. Uh, (laughs) I sort of joke about that. Uh, slightly because um, that comes up with my husband where I'll say, what's bothering you? And he'll say nothing. And I'm like, oh my God, seriously, how do you still not know this after all these years of marriage? Like I can tell. Um, And it used to be something, it is something that was developed as a defense early on. And it's something that's become an absolute gift. And uh, I think that I think everything that's been difficult in my life is just a coin, and the other side of it is a gift, and I am most grateful for the fact that i'm I'm aware that I can choose to see the gifts in what's happened.
1: Mm, I love that. Mm. Well, I, okay. So I'll just say two things. Um, one, I love that I'm so sensitive and so emotional that sometimes it's really hard for me to listen to music or to, um, like go to a museum because I get so um, mm-hmm. overwhelmed and I have to like take that kind of stuff in, in doses. And, uh, really um I have to plan around how I'm going to do it who I'm going to be with and when I can get to my car and cry as needed because I'm it so resonates passion so and that used to be something that I definitely was made fun of for and now I'm like oh my god what a great thing that you're so moved you know yes. so there's that and then the other thing is I'm so grateful for um the curves i'm so grateful because everything that added a curve uh, to my physical self was there protecting me in the best way i knew how at the time Mm -hmm. from a lot of really horrible stuff and boy did it protect me doesn't mean i need Uh, to keep using that for protection but i'm so grateful that it was there does that make sense
3: Absolutely.
1: Yes, I love that. Beautiful. So, yeah, more shows on this. So, Jen, so for our listeners that, you know, need to get this book, I mean, I need to read it Woman Unleashed. Um, I'm sure everybody can go to Amazon, um, The Highly Sensitive Woman's Guide to Radiant Energy and Unstoppable Confidence. Um, Go get that book and then um, tell our listeners where they can go
3: to find out more about you and your coaching. I love that. So you can also connect on me, connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. Like I'm Jen Eden. I'm real simple. That's how I do life. So J E N N E D D E N Jen Eden. You can also, if you want to contact me through my website, which is J E coaching.com and Kristen for you as well. And Christina might have a copy, but you know, there's a complimentary digital copy as well. If you would like it and just kind of want to check me out, you could join my community by checking out my website, downloading a copy of whatever cool report I've got. It's always about kicking sugar and feeling empowered. And, um, yeah, those are the best ways. Those are the best ways to find me. I write a blog, and I talk about all this stuff a couple times a month. Um, That's how I recommend it. But, yeah, yeah, you definitely get in touch with me, and I'm happy to get you a digital copy. It's um especially if things resonate, because the book is this, (laughs) 128 pages of this with actionable (laughs) items, because I'm all about action. So yeah, yeah, happy to do it. And thank you all for having me today. This was like, if you can't feel it, I'm like smiling (laughs) ear to ear, feeling like right when three (laughs) women can really relate to each other and we come from the same core values and wisdom and just knowing ourselves. Oh, my gosh. That's better than uh, five chocolate chip cookies, maybe. <laughs> Jen, I'm Man so glad wine. you were able to join us. That is fantastic.
1: <laughs> thank you for having yes. me. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to yet another phenomenal person coming on our um, The Awesome series on Mental Health News Radio. passive-aggressive.
0: don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. Girl. After all, we promised we'd be cordial. Sometimes
1: in you,
0: I can find
1: it. Good boy.